0: What are some current best practices for BYOD as well as PC security? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing the topic today with Ian McWilton. He's Chief Architect with Mocha 5 Ian, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: It's my pleasure, Tom. It's my pleasure.
0: Ian, to give us some context, talk a little bit, please, about how the mobile revolution has permanently changed the enterprise landscape.
1: Uh, if you think about it, Tom, really you know five years ago when you were, when you joined a company you got given like you know the the standard company brick and you also got given uh, you know maybe a blackberry if you were lucky uh, and and that was all you got there was there was no deviating from that, and you know i t was really kind of locked down. Um, the idea was that i t was managing the device and that gave you a very well defined perimeter but something happened that really broke that open and you know, it's really transformed the IT landscape, possibly, you know, more than anything else in the last 30 years. So, it started with the iPhone. You know, everybody went out and bought the new iPhone, the Jesus devices it was, and they had to have it, and they had to be able to do their corporate email on it. So, you know, they, they wanted to bring that into the organization, and that was really the thin end of the edge. And then, you know, the MacBook Air came out, and oh, now we've got to worry about OS X. And then the iPad came out, and all the Android variations of tablets and phones. So really, we've seen, you know, device proliferation, plus we've seen, you know, the desire for people to bring their own consumerization of IT. So really, if you think about it, the enterprise landscape has gone through one of its, you know, a massive fundamental shift in the last five years compared to, say, the the previous 30.
0: Well, Ian, it occurs to me that even in the past two years, we've seen enormous change. So I have to ask you, in this new environment, what does BYOD really mean now? That's that's actually an interesting
1: point. For most people, BYOD really means enabling the customer on new platforms, right? So, uh, you know, if you think about it, phones or tablets are usually where people sit when they think about BYOD. But there's also another aspect to BYOD, which is a, a massive cost saving, uh, which is bringing your own computer. So, you know, as you travel around the country and you, you jump on planes, uh, if you look around, the majority of the laptops that are being used on those planes are Macs, and Macs, generally aren't supported by corporate IT. It's people's own devices. If you think about it, it's perfectly feasible that the company laptop can go the way of the the corporate car, right? So, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you used to join a a job, and if you were at a certain level, the company gave you a car. Now, you wouldn't think twice about the company giving you a car. You've got your own car. Why would you need another one from the company? That seems such an odd concept. So I think what we're going to see is increasingly the trend is going to go towards the idea of the employee provides the device, and, you know, maybe there's some kind of stipend, almost like, you know, paying for miles with, with your car today when you use it for company
0: business. So I've got sort of a big question for you. The question is, how do you secure both mobile devices and PCs in a way that can save money for the organization but also improve the end-user experience?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one. And you include a couple of key things in there. You talk about the end user experience, and you talk about securing those devices. So, uh, let's tackle each one, um, you know, each one head on, right? So, end user experience. So, there are certain solutions out there that say, hey, we're going to put the desktop or maybe some apps in the data center, and that's fine. But it doesn't really save money. It shifts costs from the endpoint, but it really creates a very big infrastructure. And puts those costs straight back in the data center, so you're not really saving anything. And, and frankly, the user experience isn't that good. You can't go offline, and you know you can't get access to your data when you're offline either. So, so that's not the best. But uh, you know, if you have a container which deploys on the endpoint, you don't actually have to worry about securing the endpoint. That was the other piece of the question, which is how do you secure the endpoint? So, frankly, you know, you don't really want to be in a position where you're going to have to deal with the multitude of devices that are out there. How am I going to put my AV stack? How am I going to put my, you know, uh, uh, deal with firewalls, deal with all of the different things that I need to worry about for the endpoint out there? I don't want to be in a position where, where I have to deal with that. We say don't worry about that. Work with a container which is secured and can be trusted. It's going to execute locally, but it's managed centrally. That's the way, best way to go forward. That can save you money.
0: Okay, so talk to me about this concept of containerization. How can you deploy it as a flexible security strategy?
1: The idea is that we don't really care about managing the device. Uh, You know, you've got device proliferation. It's very much an old-world concept. What we're going to do is manage the container. Now, those containers, they're going to look different on different devices. So, for example, if you've got x86 or, you know, maybe iOS devices or Android, it's going to look radically different between them. Uh, for the Mocha 5 solution, on x86, we use virtualization on the endpoint, so it's a full-blown OS and app stack. Uh, on data consumption devices, uh, we use data access. And we never really let the endpoint on the network, right? So what a lot of security guys are worried about is they're worried about the idea of you bringing a, a BYOD device and plugging it into my corporate network. And what we're saying is we're not going to manage that device. So how can that possibly be secure, right? You're going to bring it in. You're going to plug it in. Who knows what nasty websites you've been to and what what kind of material or, or viruses you might have on your machine. And we completely agree with that. So what we do is we say, you know, never let that endpoint on your corporate network. And if you need people to bring it into the office, bring it in and put it on the guest Wi-Fi. Uh, and the guest Wi-Fi is happily churning away um, but the uh, the endpoint is untrusted. So even if it does have a nasty virus on it, well, you know, who, who really cares? You're just on the Internet. When you need to do your work, you're doing it from within a trusted container. And that trusted container has a mechanism of calling back in uh, so that it's coming straight back in via a secure channel. And, of course, within the container, you have all of the AV and protections and all of the things that you would in a standard laptop image. So as the user works there, They're working in a secure environment.
0: Ian, I wonder if you might be able to discuss for a few minutes how some of your customers have deployed your solution and give us some input on their best practices.
1: So, I mean, let's talk about a a pretty typical, um, you know, customer setup. So, you know, we've been working with like, you know, a a lot of the Fortune 50. Uh, This particular customer is in the, you know, one of the top Fortune three, and uh, you know, they've got sixty thousand contractors. And what they have to do today is they have to give each one a company laptop, right? And if you assume, say, a $1,000 a laptop just to make the math easy, that means they're spending $60 million on laptops. They're just about to go through a refresh from XP to Win 7, as many people are, or it could just be an ongoing refresh. Uh, and they're looking at this big CapEx thing, right? But now they're thinking, well, if, if we go down a central solution, then that's going to mean a big spend in the data center. But hang on, if we use this Mocha 5 stuff, and what that means is we're going to be in a situation where, okay, so we're not going to spend on the laptops anymore, and our infrastructure is fairly minimum. So really, you know, once we account for some licensing, we're going to be saving tens of millions of dollars by not doing this this spend. And you want to know what the, the company saves the money, but also the employees happier. Because today, the let's say the contractor works for Accenture or some other company, uh, they've got an Accenture laptop to do their Accenture work, plus they've also got a, another company laptop from this other company. So now I'm carrying two, and when I go through airport security, it takes me about four hours, cause I've got to unload what essentially looks like a mobile data center from my laptop bag, right? But not anymore. Now they can just go out and use one laptop, and they're able to use that one laptop. Maybe they choose to use Accenture laptop, or... If they don't need access to that, maybe what they're doing is going and buying their own MacBook Air, which is nice and lightweight and easy, and just putting it on there. Uh, again, we don't really care. We, we'll, we'll, as long as it's x86, we'll run wherever. That's really you know how most customers are, are, are using our, our product today. We also have another mechanism where you can uh, put a secure container uh, onto a corporate asset. We have uh, an, our own operating system that runs on there, and all it does is run a container. For very lockdown, very secure scenarios, but ultimately most of our, most of our customers fall into one of those two buckets.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you as a follow-up, Ian: How does your approach complement an organization's existing security and management infrastructures?
1: The nice thing is we're actually piggybacking off of it. So, so for example, um, you know, with our X86 container, what we say is we say um, you've probably got a VPN today, and if you've got a laptop. You've got a mechanism by which that laptop can securely get back into the organization when it's out and about, when it's out on the road. It's a mobile device, right? So what we do is we piggyback off of that and we say, hey, you know, with the secure container, put a VPN agent within the secure container on the x86 platform and it will just tunnel straight back in using the mechanism you've been using for the last 20 years, or the last 10 years or five years, depending upon when you last upgraded your VPN infrastructure. That's a tried and tested we don't want to reinvent the wheel, but basically we want to make sure that the security guys are happy with what's in place. So we're enabling BYOD, but we're also utilizing a flow that security is already happy with. And of course, you know, if, you, if you've made an investment today in uh, you know a, a more centralized virtual desktop infrastructure, Mocha 5 can also work with that as well. Some people decide that they, they have certain use cases and they want to be able to have those use cases being accessed centrally for which, you know, they, they justify the spend for the big infrastructure. Maybe you have remote workers and you want to tackle those remote workers. Maybe they're traveling executives, maybe they're, uh, you know, salespeople on the road, road a lot. Connectivity is a challenge. We will happily sit alongside existing implementations uh, and coexist.
0: So let's take a step back. You get the opportunity to see lots of organizations, lots of deployments. What are some of the basic mobile security best practices that you would recommend now?
1: I think the cat is out of the bag in terms of trying to have all of your endpoints be trusted. So I think if you're trying to follow that, I think you're you're going down the wrong wrong avenue. Um, so you know our our point is just assume you have untrusted endpoints, just put them out on the on the corporate network where when you execute a container, you need to make sure that they're secure. So in Mocha 5's case, we actually have antivirus built into the player. Uh, and we also have a host check script mechanism. So if there's anything that you want to check for on that endpoint before you execute your container, you can code that to anything you want. Um, any data that you have out there, you obviously want to make encrypted, but you don't want to be encrypting your own devices, right? That's why our containers are encrypted with AES-256. And, um, you know, use what's known to work. I mean, don't try and reinvent the wheel and create this entire new infrastructure. We just talked about the existing VPN tunnel. That's a classic example. Um, you need to have policy control that you can, you, you, can have, uh, a, a, uh, you can have a strong presence of deployment, but you can also change post-deployment if you need to. So, you know, for example, if with the containers, do you want to be able to drag and drop or copy and paste? Um, Do you want to be able to access devices like USB devices on the host? Do you want to be able to print? Those are all things that you should be able to change. You need to think about forensics. So forensics is very important. Um, Today, uh, you have a, a model in place where you say, you know, someone's up to no good. You simply make a request and you get your corporate machine back, and then forensics can do an analysis. You need to make sure that you have that forensic capability MokaFive containerization enables you to do that, and the final thing is you need to have flexibility. Onboarding and offboarding can often be a painful process at large enterprises, um, and uh, you know MokaFive onboarding is a self-provisioning process. So as long as the user has a link, an AD password, maybe a second factor, or they can provision themselves. And when they leave the organisation, you can choose to just press a button on our management infrastructure and wipe the container from that device. So those are all things that I would think about um, when thinking about best practices.
0: The flip side of that question, what are some of the pitfalls that organizations really must avoid?
1: So I think the biggest pitfall that I see today is, um, you know, sticking your head in the sand. So if you don't have a solution that formally enables BYOD and you say we don't allow BYOD, then you're just... Uh, you, you're not adjusting to the new reality. So, basically, you never want to allow an untrusted device on your network, and that is happening today if you don't have a solution similar to Mocha 5. People are bringing their own devices, whether you like it or not.
0: Ian, a final question for you. As you know, organizations are at differing levels of maturity when it comes to mobility. What's the starting point? In other words, where should an organization begin, no matter where they are now, if they want to head down this path toward improved mobile security?
1: I think starting with a solution that works and coexists with a lot of the business process flows that you have in place today is the right place to start. And that's why Mocha 5 is being so successful out there, because we do that. You don't have to completely change the way that everything works. We leverage a lot of your existing security infrastructure and enable you to take that first step without a massive spend. So I think that's the right way to go. And frankly, I think that, you know, if you want customer enablement of phones and tablets, that's all IT spend. You need to also look for the offset to that, which is the IT save. And with Mocha 5 being able to, you know, get you out of the hardware business, we can save you a lot of money, which you can then repurpose for enablement projects.
0: Ian, very good. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you.
1: No worries. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, Tom.
0: The topic has been best practices for BYOD and PC security. I've been talking with Ian McWilton. He's chief architect with Mocha 5 For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.